0: This is Health Dose, a podcast focused on your health. I'm Jerry O'Donnell, and today on Health Dose, we're talking about back pain with Lisa Miller, a nurse practitioner who specializes in neurosurgery. We asked Lisa Miller, how common is back pain?
1: Well, back pain is actually a very common problem that patients can experience. It's the number one reason why people go to the doctor and also miss work. It's the leading cause of disability worldwide. Most people experience back pain at some point in their life. A lot of times this back pain can be relieved with conservative measures, but it can be also to the point where patients may need more interventional measures or surgery could range from either a muscle ache to a shooting stabbing pain or even a sciatica kind of pain where it radiates to the back of your thighs and calves and feet.
0: It's really something we all share in common. I mean, it's it's not something that's relegated to men or women or or really any any age.
1: True. Back pain can affect all age groups. Obviously, those that are elderly have some degenerative issues that are brought on and contribute to it. But all age groups can have this issue. And sometimes it can happen without injury. Sometimes patients can just wake up and have their symptoms start with no explanation for it. Patients can also have genetically predisposition to this too.
0: At what point in back pain is it time for me to contact my doctor?
1: If back pain is not relieved within four to six weeks with conservative measures including icing, heat, anti-inflammatories, rest, then it's definitely time to go make a follow-up appointment with, with their doctor. What they may want to consider doing at that point is sending you to physical therapy to help strengthen your core muscles. They also may encourage you either to go to pain management or it may be time to get some imaging done. And based on the results of the imaging, then even a referral to neurosurgery may be indicated.
0: So you're talking weeks, though, if, if, if you're trying home remedies and it just doesn't get better or it gets worse or you're still not happy with it
1: right i I would definitely try conservative measures for four to six weeks and then if no improvement then make a follow-up appointment with your primary doctor to get the ball started Mm -hmm. getting treatment obviously though there are some red flags that may warrant an emergency where you would want to go to the er Those types of symptoms would be if you're having any weakness where you're falling or if you're dropping items or even having bowel or bladder accidents without knowing it. We call that caudal equina syndrome, and that would be a more of a red flag emergent situation where an ER visit would be necessary.
0: But those are, relatively speaking, not as common as other kinds of things. What are the common diagnoses? The doctors see when they have someone present with back pain?
1: The most common diagnosis that you hear is a diagnosis called degenerative disc disease and what that is is that the discs are cushions for which the bones rest on in the spine and as we age and get older those discs start to wear out just like a seat cushion that you sit on for 30 years it starts to shrink and it bulges back it's not really a disease it's just more of a degenerative process that occurs and it's mostly common starting at age 30. The other diagnosis Diagnosis that are common for back pain are stenosis. And stenosis is where there's narrowing in the spinal canal. You can get two types of narrowing, one in the center of the canal or even where the nerves are trying to exit out. And that can also produce back pain and sciatica. The other more common diagnosis that you'll hear about in the term is called spondylosis or facet hypertrophy. And that basically means that there's arthritis in the spine causing some problems as well so those are the big three common diagnoses for this back pain.
0: But before we go into something as radical as surgery, there are more conservative treatments for back pain.
1: Yes, when patients first experience this, a lot of times, surgery is not the first treatment for their symptoms. A lot of times, we want them to try some conservative measures first. The body can heal if given time, and some of the conservative measures to help with it would be physical therapy to help strengthen the core, mm-hmm. also help with muscle skeletal type of pain, also interventions such as injections or facet blocks. Those can be helpful for both sciatica as well as arthritic pain and potentially surgery if all those conservative measures fail or if there's any neurosurgical deficits. The other conservative measures as well would be physical therapy or chiropractic treatments or massage, and I've even had some patients experience some relief even with acupuncturists.
0: I'm talking with a nurse practitioner about neurosurgery. Now typically, I wouldn't expect to see a nurse practitioner when I'm talking about issues with the spine, but that's your specialty.
1: Yes, I've been doing this for over 14 years now. I've done both neurosurgery and pain management so this is my love and I have lots of experience in dealing with patients and trying to get them some relief.
0: So what's your role in regard to managing back pain from the perspective of neurosurgery kind of clinic?
1: In the clinic setting I see patients for new patient consults as well as established patients that have been there and I explain to them and I review their MRI imaging or their CT images and explain what is happening and why they're experiencing their symptoms. I also see patients in the hospital and I have worked in the operating room as well assisting the neurosurgeon in the cases.
0: But you're the person that may be helping me manage my back pain up to surgery and following surgery with medications, with therapies.
1: A lot of times it's managing their pain hopefully with some conservative measures. And as far as pain management and oral medications, I usually refer that to a pain medicine physician. We usually don't prescribe narcotics until after surgery. Mm -hmm. And then if it's going to be a chronic problem, then we'll again refer to pain management period.
0: You talked about some of the more conservative measures of trying to work with pain through physical therapy, through massage and acupuncture and medication. At what point is it obvious that we need to take this patient to a surgical suite to have them have something done
1: The point where surgery would be entertained would be, one, if they're having any neurological deficits. So if they're having any weaknesses, bowel or bladder dysfunction, weakness on exam or loss of reflex, those are emergent type of situations where we need to get them into surgery now. Or if they have failed these conservative measures, if they've tried physical therapy, if they've tried interventions and nothing has really seemed to help long term, Mm -hmm. then surgery would be entertained.
0: So the weakness and the the incontinence things that you talked about, that's an indication that it's not just pain, we're starting to get some nerve damage.
1: Right. We're starting to either get nerve damage or either cord compression as well. Mm -hmm. So we want to prevent that from being a chronic issue. We want to treat it when it's acute so that patients don't have chronic long-term issues as a result.
0: Are there some people who are better candidates for surgery than others?
1: Yes, there are some people that are better candidates for surgery. Those patients that are better candidates for surgery are those who are the most healthiest that don't have a lot of comorbidity states or other disease states that will cause some consequences sometimes to surgery. So for example, if you have a patient who has diabetes, who have heart failure or coronary artery disease, who has hypertension, COPD, then those patients are more at risk of having Having surgery because they may have more complications afterwards right. as well as those patients also that are better candidates for surgery are those that have symptoms that really correlate with their imaging that we see that there's a surgical lesion that we know that this is really what is causing the problem and we have a more than probable than that basis that this is the problem and mm-hmm. that we can surgically fix it. So those are the better candidates for surgery.
0: We like to be able to point to the film and say, there's the problem, let's fix that, rather than the devil we don't know.
1: Right, I mean, no one wants to go through surgery and not have relief with their procedure.
0: Are there ways we can prevent back pain?
1: Back pain can be prevented by being as healthy as possible, by keeping your core strengthened, by keeping our weight under good control, as well as not smoking. Those are the three biggest factors that contribute to spine issues.
0: The one that surprises me is smoking. Is it just trying to prevent pulmonary issues?
1: Smoking can affect our body in many ways, and we all are very familiar with having lung issues with smoking and also cardiovascular effects, but it also can decrease the oxygen uptake into our bones, and therefore it would potentially not allow you to heal as well after surgery especially in those cases that we require instrumentation with using screws and rods, which we call a fusion.
0: So is your practice something I need a referral to? Do I start out at my regular doctor?
1: A referral to our office is greatly appreciated. A referral from your primary care physician will be helpful and getting the referral sent over to our office, but they also may want to pre-order some radiographic imaging so that your visit with our office will be the most efficient for you. When we have imaging at the office at that time of the appointment then we can diagnose you as well as recommend treatment options for you and make your visit very efficient visit with us
0: Of course if you have health concerns you should first consult your primary care provider. If you need help finding a primary care provider you can go to midmichigan.org/doctors to learn more about midMichigan Health's neurosurgery program go to midmichigan.org/ Neuroscience. I'm Jerry O'Donnell. Thanks for listening. Check back again soon for another edition of Health Dose.